0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. And today on our show, we have a special guest. It's Aaron Worley, and Aaron is a channeler and author of the channeled book, One Truth, One Law, I Am, I Create. Aaron channels a non-physical teacher known as I Am. I Am is source, is God, is all that is, and shares a perspective much like Joshua. So I think that uh, I couldn't wait to get her on the show, and you're really going to like her as well. This book is very cool. Um, A friend of mine was reading it, and as soon as I read a few pages, I knew that I had to contact Erin, and we had an amazing conversation. So I think you'll really get a lot out of this episode. Uh, also, remember to like and subscribe to this podcast and to share it with your friends. We all have at least one friend, probably a lot more, that's interested in law of attraction or improving their life in some way or moving through fear, whatever it is. And uh, every, everyone you share it with will will either get it or not, and that's up to them. But at least push past the fear and share it with them. And also, if you'd leave us a review about this podcast, wherever you listen to it. That really helps a lot. So I'd appreciate that as well. All right. Get set for this great episode. And let me know what you think. Bye bye. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. And with me today is my special guest, Erin Worley. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Gary. OK, so here's what happened. We're tr- bumping around Florida. We're trying to stay warm, get out of North Carolina. And we have this Airbnb in Siesta Key. Our friends are staying nearby. So they come over and spend the weekend with us. And Lizzie brings a copy of your book. And so she's talking about it and stuff. And so I start thumbing through it. The book is called One Truth, One Law. And every word on it was absolutely resonated with me perfectly. So I had to connect with you and get you on the podcast. And so we'd have this conversation where we're basically meeting each other for the first time and we're gonna discover more about each other. And I'm going to expose you to everyone who listens to this podcast. And I'll invite you on our Friends of Joshua Facebook group and you can interact with people there. But so let's go ahead and start at the beginning. And I hate when people ask me how this all started for Joshua, but (laughs) it is the logical place to start. You started a little bit before me. I started in the summer of 2013, you're like 2011
1: or something. 2011. I think there were so many activations going on in in those few years. I think 2011, 2000 to 2013 is where I hear it's just so much activity was going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what happened with me was I was, you know, normal guy living a normal life trying to be you know something and i was in real estate and had amassed a fortune and lost it all and when i lost it all i had to start over from scratch um deborah joe good friend of ours brought us my wife lily and i the secret we got totally into it then we found we were looking around for something else to listen to and we found as it' given in our own library we had owned it and so we started getting into abraham hicks <laughs> and i had listened to that before it didn't really know i thought oh that's cool but now we're listening to it again somehow i understand it all we book a workshop in Asheville. it's a big two-day one and then everything changed after after that workshop which was i guess 2010 and then then i had this inspiration to start meditating in 2013 didn't want to do it but did it and was doing it to all the abraham guided meditations and then i felt a presence in my head asked who this was after days and days of this. And they said, we are Joshua. And then everything started from there. Then started writing the first book in, 2000, in November of 2013. And since then, everything has come to what this is. My life's totally changed. What happened for you?
1: Well, first of all, I have to tell you, our stories are so similar. Um, Now, I had not been in real estate and amassed a fortune. I was so our our beginnings were a little bit different. But so I was 28 when this started for me, and I had been bullied horrible, horribly as a child. I had a, a family who loved me growing up. But besides that, my childhood was was pretty rough. I had zero self esteem. I had horrible horrible cystic acne which not only made me feel you know zero confidence and this was starting at a very young age like seven or eight and um but also it was painful <laughs> it was horribly painful so so that was me and um and so even as a young adult i had very very little confidence and i was a waitress and i would had been in a relationship with a man for about three years and he just Did not treat me well and i didn't know how to ask for more you know i knew it didn't feel good i was unhappy i was also i was um smoking a lot of pot i was drinking way too much i was just generally unhappy about myself and my life and had no idea how to change it at all right and one day i woke up and i said you know what no more i'm not going to stay in this relationship it's it's miserable it's going nowhere and i i deserve better now i had no idea how to get better that was that was foreign to me, but I knew this wasn't it. So I, I ditched him, I moved into my parents' basement and I, um, I headed to Borders because Borders was still around. This was 2010. And um, I slunked over to the relationship section. I was literally horrified and embarrassed to be there, mm. but there was a, a book with a pink cover and I grabbed it and I ran to the counter, checked out and ran home and I read it and most of it was garbage, but there was something beautiful, beautiful, beautiful in it and it told me for your, to sort of attract your soulmate, you want to not imagine anything about what they're gonna look like, um, or or what it is that they like to do. You want to imagine sort of a blank canvas and no, I had never done anything with my mind. I didn't know my mind could do anything, you know? Um, and so I imagined this blank canvas and I imagined us talking because I had never really had anyone to talk to. I always felt very alone. We talked for hours in my imagination and we, um, You know we like to sit on the on the couch and watch movies and read books and it was just instead of me trying to fit myself into the mold of what the person i thought i wanted to be with fit i i just imagined my dream scenario and uh 14 days later um i was a waitress and my husband came into the restaurant and it was totally aligned and beautiful and like meeting your soulmate and it was fireworks went on wow And it was interesting how the universe had arranged it. It was, there were all kinds of little quirks that had happened that day and the day before when we talked to to sort of fit it all together. It was really, really just beautiful. And he had been for years, he was um, at the time interested in network marketing and he had been really immersed in that world of self-help and started sharing with me how I could start, um, you know, changing things with my mind. And that was fascinating to me and uh, just, Being around him the first few days, I went from being terrified to walk up to a table as a waitress, Ah. eyes watering, because that's how bad my anxiety was. My eyes would water, just again, zero self esteem. And so uh, within a few days of being around him, he had just just shown me this new life. I I think at the time he was telling me, you know, patience is power, just lean into not not reacting right away, just take a deep breath. and I just wrote these little notes, sort of like little affirmations, and kept them in my waitress book. And all of a sudden, I, I was enjoying life. Wow. I felt lit up, and I, I no longer felt nervous walking up to a table. All of a sudden, I was learning how how can I sell them more expensive food? You know, it was it was just magical. And, so and this we, is
0: this is Phil.
1: This is Phil, yes. <laughs> and so within a few months, we moved to Virginia Beach on the beach, and. Um, and, but we were, you know, monetarily, we had no idea what was going on. We were, boy, um, he was in sales. And so, so we were doing that. And then, then we both lost the job. And so we were like looking at a few months of rent money and then we were going to be out. We had no idea what we we're going to do. Um, and so he said, "Well, I watched this movie a few years ago. Let's watch it." And it was *The Secret*. So we ah. watched it, and of course, I like lit up. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yes!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then so funny. So this is where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, we're it's so funny how we took a very similar path." Because then, of course, I found there was a natural health food store nearby, and I found *Ask and It Is Given*. So I'm sorry, my cat just closed my door. So <laughs> I'll be <right> back. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, So yes, so I found ask and and it is given and I devoured it and I started following the instructions that she had, it was the first few pages, I think it was her introduction, um, where she talked about how, and I think I watched a, a video by her too. And she talked about how she meditated for, I don't know if it was a year, it was a long time, but she was trying to block out all thought. And so right. not much was happening. It was when she just sort of relaxed and just let flow. So I, I did it for a few months. I I tried it and I, I didn't know what I was doing. And actually when I started, I think we were still working, but but um it wasn't until later on that stopped. But um, but yeah, I did it every day and it was within a few months that I I wrote one day um, on a piece of paper and I, you know, just journaling, I've always sort of done that. And it doesn't really mean anything. It just helps me cope with the, the world. And, and so anyway, I wrote out, we are all God and we are all one. Now I had no idea what that meant because like you said, the first time you read and It Is Given and then threw it on the bookshelf, you know, it, you weren't really sure what it meant. Right. And that was the same for me. I could feel it was <clears big>. there. <throat> Right, I could feel the truth. I was lit up by it, but I had no idea what any of it meant, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I came from a very normal, uh, classic background, you know, and um, so so anyway, this this these words fascinated me. We are all God, and we are all one. But I had no idea what they meant. I went to bed. I was in the shower the next morning, and and I I, just, I remembered those words, and I said, My God. And there was a voice in my head that said yes, and I was like, what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> What's going on? And I asked a few more questions, and I, the answers just kept coming. And I, I could feel this was not, you, a voice in my head. You know, it was something. Yeah much bigger and so i rushed out of the shower and i told i told phil and he's like what <laughs> he's he's very analytical and uh but he has a very very open mind at the same time so he's so after a few minutes he's like well can i ask you a few questions and i'm like uh, i don't know <laughs> 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 you know um so so anyway uh eventually i lay down and he asked questions and it just started flowing and it was like i wasn't even really there you know? yeah it just flew out of me, and uh, so that night we we drove to Walmart and got a tape recorder and um, started recording these conversations, and we did it for a few months. And uh, but but I was so even though I had come a long way, I did not have the confidence to put this out there, you know. So so what I channel is is I am, which is it's the same that we all channel, you know. It, it, essentially, it's it's source, it's God, and. Um, just, you know, different, different names and everything, but, but so I am tells me you put this in a book and I said, I'm not doing that. I'm not telling no, no way. And I says well, this has to go in a book. And so then I spent a few, and, and when I said no, I think that's when we lost our jobs. Now that I'm, you know, it's hard to remember. It was so long. Uh-huh. I wasn't writing down the timeline. So that's about the time we lost our jobs when I said no, because this is why I was trying so hard to visualize this this abundant lifestyle and everything. But I didn't know at that time that really the missing piece is not only do you have to ask for guidance, but then you have to take action on it. Absolutely. That was out of my reality at the time. Yeah. So so anyway, I, um, I, I kept just manifesting abundance, just spending time visualizing. I was doing everything right, except doing the one thing I was being told by God, which was to publish its words.
0: Yeah, push past fear <laughs> and do what you're inspired to do. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. So anyway, since I I was walking around every day, all lit up, be, just being, and just this conversation was just constantly. I could I could tune. I could actually let it take over my body, and then that was just magical. And um, and so walking around Virginia Beach, having the time of our lives, and then but I refused to do this. And I yeah. said it didn't matter if I just put it on the internet on a website, if I put it in an ebook, didn't matter. Just put the words out there. I said no. So we got evicted. We, we drove back to my parents' house. We lived there for two, three years while we went to a nursing school, became nurses, had a beautiful daughter. Um, and, and after she was born, I am was saying, now's the time. And uh, that was in mid-2018. And I, I sort of started trying to get comfortable with the idea.
0: So you went from 2011, seven years... Before you did anything.
1: Now, I kept listening to my guy, I was, I was now listening. I was hearing my guidance.
0: Well, let me explain,
1: but I wasn't taking action.
0: It's a seven year process. How old were you when you first started? 28?
1: Um, I was 28. Okay.
0: So 28 notice there's a seven year one to seven, seven to 14, 14, 21, 21, 28. Right. I started 50. So I had gone the first year of my next stage of seven years and now i'm 58 so i'm starting another stage right now so i went seven years from this time i started meditating to to that year so it's it's this is how it works right and we have a boot camp and in the people in the boot camp the primary ages are 35 or 50 right is when things yeah so you're starting at 28 you really had a head start but you needed that seven years to to get vibrationally aligned with what was coming through and who you truly are you had to have that seven-year process and then you're in your next seven years and you start with that yeah
1: well that is beautiful i am so grateful for you sharing that, that so beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah just a pattern i noticed you know <laughs> yeah
1: i love that i love that yeah, yeah. So yeah, my daughter was born and all of a sudden, yeah, and my, oh, my husband was so unhappy with his, I had to quit after she was born. I wasn't able to keep working because she was, uh, she just needed me constantly. And uh, actually I was a nurse and my husband was, was bringing, um, bringing my daughter in three times a shift for me to nurse her because wow. she wouldn't take the bottle. And so yeah. eventually I had to quit and it was just him working and he became just so so unhappy. He didn't, being a nurse never fulfilled him, right? He, it was something we both did to do something, yeah. so that we didn't have to live with my parents for the rest of our lives. And yeah. to do our lives. this didn't fulfill him, and um, and so that was that was an issue. And I and and we were both saying, you know, we have we have this book, and I was really feeling the nudge, and and I took it out and I read it again, and oh my goodness, Gary. I started doing what was inside of it because I hadn't been, right? I even though I was still hearing I am and still talking to I am, I was saying, no, 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 I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> I read those original words again that told me how to create and I was off to the races. It was actually the day, it's everything always happens in perfect divine timing. It right. really happens. So the day I pulled those transcripts out and read them, the next day my husband had a had a meeting at work and we knew he was gonna be fired because he had a, well, anyway, it, it wasn't, sometimes management is difficult because they aren't always doing what's in the best interests of patients in, in the medical profession. Yeah. So, and as a nurse, you always want to do what's in the best interest of patients and anywho, that's another story. But so, so we knew he was going to be be fired the next day. And I took that book out and I read it. And all of a sudden, I knew, oh, it's all in my mind. That's right. I remember. And I started repeating uh, Phil's bosses love him and his job's going wonderful. And I repeated probably a thousand times that day about easily a thousand times. And he went the next morning, he was so nervous to go because it was a job that was actually really a good job and he didn't want to become a different kind of nurse. He was a dialysis nurse, he loved it and he didn't want to stop being a dialysis nurse and there were no other jobs in our area. And and so he went to that job after, and I was repeating the whole time, knew what time he was there and I was just repeating this. Bill's job is going great and his bosses love him. He walked in there and they shook his hand and they said, we need your help to tell us how we can do better. Wow. They had actually told him that that he was coming in to be fired and they didn't. None of that. No, they gave him a raise. <laughs> in marketing and then so then he came home and told me all about it he's like what happened and I said well maybe maybe I can get you more of a raise because I think he was making I think he was 35 and that brought him up to 38 dollars which is really you know about 40 dollars an hour is about the top you're you're going to get in our area for Uh and I said well I want 50 (laughs) and and so so I started okay Phil makes 50 dollars an hour this is awesome I love it And uh, because at this point, we had forgotten our dreams of abundance. And we were just, you know, we were happy to have a house with a mortgage, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So Phil makes $50 an hour, and I love it. So there was no way this company was going to give him $50 an hour. Within two weeks, this company lost the contract to service all the hospitals in our area. They had had this contract for for over 20 years. Wow. They lost the contract. A new company came in and said, we want to hire all the dialysis nurses and and so he went in for his interview and he got uh he got 49.75 an hour (laughs) else moving over got less money Wow. but the the hiring manager said to him you know phil you have you have uh you have one kid and your wife's pregnant we really think you deserve more money
0: yeah (laughs) it's amazing
1: Then we said well we have to publish right we have to do this we can't and and it just Yeah. It's just been flowing ever since Yeah, ups and downs along the way, you know, but yeah, as I step more into a higher vibration, everything just, and that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. in the end is how can you expand your energy body and your vibration?
0: Um, I want to talk to you about your oneness experience. We'll get to that, but from your perspective, how do you raise your vibration and what do you get when you raise the vibration?
1: Okay, well, I think that, you know, I, it's, it's such a big question. And I feel like telling a little bit more of my story will help with that. So when I, when I was building the, the book for publication, but taking these rough transcripts and turning them into a book somebody would love to read, light them up, I, I knew that I had to build the blueprint in of it being a giant success. So when I finally, again, this was 2008 when I was first sort, of sort of like activated, I'm going to do this. So September 2019 comes along and I am says to me, I had the cover made at this time, but not much else done. And I am says to me, Erin, it has to be published by January 1st, 2020, because big changes are coming to the world. This book has to be out there. This is your opportunity. If you don't take it, then you know the, this is it, basically. And so I said, okay, this is serious business. I'm gonna do it. And so so I, I made myself this three month month goal and I started building in all these affirmations around the creation of turning it into a book you know that it's going to be a number one bestseller that it's going to sell millions of copies that it is going to help people transform their lives so I was that it's going to get you know everyone that reads it loves it and leaves it five-star reviews every day when I was working on the book I was thinking these thoughts about it right? And so I was really vibrationally aligning myself at that point to have my creation become that which I wanted it to be, right? And, but after it was published, I sold a few copies to, to my family who was like, this is weird, you know, (laughs) that's telling them was a whole other story, telling them, you know, I was
0: literally, yeah, like coming out.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Um, But but that's multiple in story. But besides that, you know, very little activity. So it was published. It was actually published a week early. But I, I say about January first, twenty twenty, and um, so basically crickets. January and February. I don't think I sold a uh, hundred copies, and um, and I knew, you know, the first the first week when it didn't just explode because that's what we were expecting, right? We were expecting instant success. And when it didn't, I started to let those doubts creep in. Right? And that's what I was creating. So um, it was really all about these series of of steps I I took early on to step more into believing in it again. And in March, I, I hired someone to do ads and they started working started working, I was selling a few more books now, and uh, people were leaving in amazing reviews, and I'm like, oh, okay, people need, you know, people need to know this so they can activate themselves and, and go on to contribute to this huge, because now in 2020, you know, I can see the world, it's fragmenting, and there's this huge shift occurring, and everybody is, is being, everybody's ready to be activated, but there's only, you're only going to step into it if you know how, right, and and um, so I, I I, started, even after the book was, was going really well, my husband's working is making $50 an hour right now. So we're, we're fairly comfortable. But of course, we want so much more. And, and and I said, we can't keep spending money on ads. We're hemorrhaging money. We can't do it. And, and he said, yeah, OK. Yeah, we're spending too much money on ads. Let's stop. Great. And so we stopped. And. <laughs> and and then the sales went down, of course. And it took us a few months to say, maybe it's safe to spend money on ads. Now, granted during this time, my guidance is we're doing all these things. And I'm saying, no, I know better from my logical than <laughs> <worldviews. laughs> you do, I am, from your unlimited perspective. we right. the whole universe and move me as a beautiful chess piece, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm saying, no, 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 I'm not listening to you. And so it was really a process of me taking small steps and really stepping into fully trusting so, that I was going to be supported. And we, it all culminated at the end of May when I woke up and I am said, "Phil quits his job today." And I said, "No way! Wow! No, yeah. because I think we were making maybe about two thousand dollars a month from the book." In uh. May, you know, after we paid for ads and everything, which is exciting, but certainly not enough to replace my husband's income. Right. I am says, you're quitting today. And I said, no, <laughs> no way. And I go and I am says, you have to go tell Phil. And I went and told, told Phil and Phil trusts I am to the end of the earth, to the end of the universe. Phil will do what I am says. And I'm so grateful for that because often he's my check when I'm like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so Phil said, okay, well, this is terrifying. But if I am says we have to, we have to. And, and within another, literally boom, everything started exploding when we took that action of massive trust without mm. anything at all. No yeah. safety net and massive trust and boom, explosion. And then I started working on my energy body. I, I was led, I just all, all of a sudden the, everything was just aligning. I started um, learning how to do energy work. And then that led me to really mastering visualization in my mind where I could really send anything. I could sort of go into the oneness or into universal mind and just sort of create the things I wanted to create. And it's just been sort of an explosion since then.
0: Wow. Well, what you were doing was receiving inspiration, saying no, 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 (laughs) and then saying yes, right? And so every time you said yes and took that action, the experience of the action moved you to another level of awareness. So what you just did was you got clarity and confidence. So in the early stages, you really had to have faith just to move through little fears, right? and then you got the confidence to see okay well every time i move through a fear we got to another expanded place i was more clear i had more confidence and so i can have more faith and push past even bigger fears and then ultimately live this life of what joshua calls being a blended being where you're Mm -hmm. receiving inspiration and you're just taking whatever action you can take in the moment without an attachment to an outcome Because if you have an attachment to an outcome then you have a prescribed future that you think you're going to walk into but you're doing it from a limited perspective and you can't see the brilliance that could come you can only see what your imagination will let you see and if it looks like you're going in the way that your imagination says you're going you'll use that excuse to feel good and to be in alignment but but often what happens is you'll have to be altered away from there because you still have limiting beliefs You'll have manifestation events, which are events that point out the limiting belief and, and if you're thinking things are wrong happening, then you use that as your excuse to be out of alignment and you're just exploring who you're not more, more of the time.
1: That is so beautiful. You have just really encapsulated it beautifully. And I will give you an example of that because I think it's so powerful. And I think, you know, most people just don't understand that. They think when things start falling apart and they've been, they thought they were doing everything right, right? And it starts falling apart. Well, why, why, why? That's
0: that's what I call being stuck in the law of attraction. Because when you first get started in the law of attraction, you say, oh, all I have to do is think positive thoughts, right? But if you are not aware of the be- these events that happen that are pointing out limiting beliefs and if you're not taking action you got stuck
1: yeah yes, absolutely i think the law of attraction well while, while it's a beautiful beginning i think it definitely is sort of designed to keep you stuck from going as high as you can go right yeah. keeping you in the material world and keeping you fully human where there's there's oh there's so much more you know um so anyway uh I have just been so in alignment the last few months, just everything's going beautifully. And all of a sudden it was two days ago. And I, I so I knew that we were, we were guided. Okay, we're gonna have our kitchen counter replaced and we're gonna have our sink replaced. We are in a house from the 1950s. We're gonna have our sink replaced and, um, and it was like, oh yes, okay, this feels, this is it, right? And then, um, and then, so the day before yesterday, we had our uh, contractor come out and, and look at it and give us a quote. And when he gave us the quote, I was like, oh no, you know, no, I, that doesn't feel right. I'm not sure, I'm not sure, no, I'm not sure. And that night, our sink completely stopped up and like started like exploding back up the sink in the bathtub or i'm sorry the bathtub drain started draining into the basement somehow <laughs> <And> it's, like, <laughs> it's like so so now my kitchen literally does not function yeah okay. <laughs> so now most people would say oh god what did i do wrong right. what what, how did everything's been going so great? Why did my kitchen just fall apart? Well, it just fell apart. So I would say, okay, it's yeah. safe to say yes to the contractor. Right. Yes, it's safe. And I think that's, yeah, so, key.
0: so yeah. key. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I think there's a spiritual component to plumbing <laughs> too in there somewhere because <laughs> I have tons of plumbing manifestation events, but that that if you, a lot of people will say, Well, I am vibrating really high, I'm in a good mood, I'm thinking positive kind of thoughts, and then this bad thing happened, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. And it's not a bad thing, the bad thing is to move you to another level of awareness that you intended to go with, but all suffering is from that resistance in calling everything bad and wrong. So, um it was 2013, November 15th and I'm meditating and Joshua says, get up and go write, 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 go to my office, start typing. I start typing what became the introduction to the first book. It all went out in a sequence. I didn't do anything. It was just go in for an hour, type it up, go in for an hour. In eight weeks, the first book's done. There's five books now. And the first words were, everything is right, period. There is no wrong anywhere in the universe. That's the entire teachings of Joshua in those two sentences when the first thing I ever typed. You, you think like, oh, I'm just starting off as a channel. I'm gonna get better at this, <laughs> you know? But it's like perfect all the way through. Yeah. It's your acceptance of yourself as a channel that makes it easier on you, but you're still getting the same thing, yeah.
1: That is, <laughs> it is so true. When, <laughs> it is so true. Oh my gosh, it just comes out absolutely perfectly and that's how i always know if it's coming from you know if it's coming from what i'm trying to create or if it's really coming like it's just yeah you know
0: well that's the key word what you're trying to create okay so humans don't create anything we're just no matter who you are you're bringing in either this this uh inspiration or this truth or whatever you're going with the flow of what it is you're either bringing it in and allowing it to flow or you're trying to manipulate it or make it into something right but it's it's not ever used like no book was ever written by a human it's always all books are channeled all inventions are channeled all movies are channeled all of these things are channeled right in fact all good conversations channeled yeah where are these thoughts coming from? Like you and I are having this conversation, it's a spiritual connection. So the flow of this isn't really up to us. That's why I never wanna prepare for anything or do too much research. Going with the flow of it will always bring out the best possible thing for whatever purpose it's going to be for, for whoever's gonna listen to this in the future, for wherever we're going, whatever that is. So if you understand that it's not you and you get your persona out of it by have, you know, being attached to an outcome or caring what people think about you, then you can flow anything. And I don't care where you are, what you're doing. You know, Cause Joshua said earlier on, you do not create thoughts in your brain. Your brain is not a thought factory. It's a receiver. And you are receiving you're either tuned into the channel of source or you're tuned into the channel of fear or back and forth all day long and so raising your vibration is just realizing that that channel of fear is based in these limiting beliefs it's based in the illusion it's not true it's based in the separation or that you're not god and the channel of source is based in in the truth so raising your vibration then joshua did a. we have a boot camp and every day joshua sends something to everyone and today's message was think of reality as a ladder and that the bottom rung of the ladder is fear and the top rung is love. And everyone's moving up that ladder. In the bottom rungs of that ladder is the illusion of separation, the illusion of imperfect, imperfection, the illusion that you are separate from God or not God. At the top rung, you know, oneness, you know, you are God, you know, how the whole system works, there is no more illusion. And with each step up that rung, you gain more clarity. So it's easier and easier to go up the rung. It's hard to get off of the few bottom rungs to go upward because at the lower end of the rung, your ego is saying, hold on tight to where you are. It's too dangerous to go up that rung. You don't know what's up there. And that we, if we're buying into the illusion, we say, we don't need the clarity. The clarity is of no benefit right obviously we're not god so why even go up there the only reason to go up there is because it feels good but you have to push past fear with every climbing up that run and as you do it consciously you break free of the illusion yeah
1: i think that's just beautiful and i think gosh do i resonate with that you know even after I published this book and after, you know, you mentioned you had watched the video about my experience of oneness. And I, it was either in 2012 or 2013, it was a few years after I started channeling I Am. And um, I, I completely didn't have my persona and I don't know how long it was, whether it was two minutes or 20 minutes, I have no idea. It was completely gone. And I was just, God, I was just oneness experiencing the room I was in and um, it was, it was beautiful. It was magical. And I, I looked at my husband was there and there's one other person there. And I looked at them and it was, but I wasn't even in my body. I was like above my body. I was bigger than my body. And and I, I was also looking down at my body and I said, oh, this is so sad that, that they are so afraid just you know i could just see the fear coming off of them in waves and they weren't particularly afraid of anything in yeah. that moment you know it was just they were calm and relaxed and sitting around talking and but all i could see from i am's perspective was Pure all fear. These people are afraid and they are so clueless could afraid you feel them. it too lost oh i felt it yes yeah so you felt
0: I, bliss at one point a uh,
1: at the same time it was knowing i mean i was god yeah i i was god with no attachments no nothing it was amazing it was amazing and when it was over i cried for hours i could not control it because i wanted to only be that again
0: well also crying is like emotionally throwing up right it's purging emotionally
1: hugely
0: okay so now you're so there's a backstory of it, and everyone should go watch that video. Just go to YouTube and search Aaron Worley, W E R L E Y, um, and how you present it is amazing, and all the synchronicities that happen to it, totally incredible. But essentially, he, uh, John, creates this ball of energy energetically, gives it to you, and you experience one. So you leave your body, and you're looking down at the three of you there. You feel, um, okay. So what's what's the feeling of that?
1: So the honest answer is that I was afraid to ever say before, and I'm not sure if I said it in the video. I'm not sure if I got me, but it was it was pity. That was the feeling. Now it was love, right? Because yeah. all I was was love, right? But well, it was pity. Did because, it feel good? Oh, it was. But when I saw the pain that they were in now they didn't feel like they were in pain yeah they didn't know they were in pain.
0: no i
1: felt the pain the the fear and because of because of that the pain and i knew that that wasn't what any of this was about we are not here to spend our entire lives stuck in that paradigm of fear and pain we are here to step into our truth and experience more of that and and start literally creating on on purpose, allowing like you said, allowing it to come through us, and stop questioning it. Stop saying when the when the contractor tells you the price, stop saying, "Oh, I don't know if that's gonna work out." Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so even even after I, I I so then I spent, that's what really sort of scared the crap out of me because I felt like at that point I would have to go and go off by myself in the woods for 30 days to become that fully because I knew that I could become that fully, Like Jesus did. Yes, I knew and I was being told 30 days by yourself and I said no I don't want to leave Phil. And right. that was literally it. That was my best friend. I still was my best friend. I didn't want to leave him, yep. and it scared me. And at that time, I didn't understand that I could do them together. Right. I didn't, now it's a slower process to do it together to keep your humanity, but also be a be a sort of an elevated human who creates and understands from this this viewpoint of knowing the truth. And so I said no, and that's when we really sort of threw those transcripts in the basement and said no, but. Yeah. but even yeah even after i published the book i was still saying no in a lot of ways sure Still denying a lot of the possibilities a lot of the unlimited nature saying i you know i don't need to i don't need to become fully god or even partially god i can you know maybe it's just best to be a human right. and uh, this last year has just been this wild ride just and and the more i i follow my guidance the more everything just beautifully comes together and i and the more aligned I get, the more I start vibrating higher and activate higher and higher parts of myself, the more I'm like, I just want more of this.
0: <laughs> yes, but you have to process the limiting beliefs before you go there or it'd be too much for you.
1: Of course. And yeah. so I certainly don't want to act like this is this is an easy process. Again, no, no. Yeah, you're,
0: yeah, definitely. For a right.
1: long time. And yes, this last year I have been... Like I said I when I when I was afraid to invest in advertising my book that was a huge limiting belief. I have all kinds of limiting beliefs we all have this programming from childhood from from when we were babies where we are told that the world is full of limits and that we can't for all these reasons and we're still carrying them around as adults until we start addressing them so that's so 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 important and your shift it can't and I think that's another place where I sort of differ with the law of attraction teachings where they teach you, oh, just high vibrations. And then you're stuffing your truth down. You're stuffing all of your feelings and emotions deep down inside where they are going to fester and cause disease in your body because you don't know how to process them. Processing those beliefs and those emotions that come in is a huge part of stepping into your truth and your unlimited potential.
0: Yes. Well, how we've come to see all that now It's like, I see the secret as this big bubble that allowed everyone who is living that fake Western dream of I'm going to change the conditions to make myself happy, right? They, they could go to see that because this would help them control their lives even more. And so everyone says, oh, well, I can be more positive, but so just being positive raises you up a couple rungs on that ladder. Then you can find Abraham and Abraham is, if you know, if you, if you have done this work for a while, you can see in Abraham that everything is there, but it's said so softly and so generally that no one's going to argue with it, which is good because you have to have millions of people come in and raise their vibration. Now, then if it doesn't work, if they get stuck, guess what happens? They birth the desire. And that desire leads them to one of us who are at the next level which they have to go to but they can't generally can't go straight to joshua from that old approach to life uh sometimes it happens if they have friends but that's all part of it too so that whole beautiful giant bubble of love that's abraham and the secret and other things like that is an entry point for millions of people to get into and also to be socially accepted to talk about channels, you know, where literally when I went to the first Abraham, which was 2010, there was only one person out of America. She was a young woman who was in MI6 in England, right, for the special. And she goes, If I told this nonsense to anyone I know, they would laugh me out of the country. Well, now England is like number three in the podcast after canada and america and all of north north eastern europe is catching fire france is going crazy you know it's just coming to it but everyone had to have this shift in the mass consciousness that's all happening now so and then it, it really started with that idea of law of attraction now as i've gotten into it i realized that the law of attraction is exactly what abundance is. Abundance is receiving everything you need, when you need it, to explore whatever you're exploring at the time. And so if you're exploring lack, you're really exploring abundance. You're getting abundance of events and experiences to help you explore lack even more deeply until you change your mind, right? And when you change your mind, then you're gonna to have to push past these huge fears for you. Like, I don't wanna invest my money in in advertising my book or in the stock market or buying crypto or whatever it is. Yeah, you don't want to. But if you want prosperity, you're going to have to take this action. There is another movie which is beyond the law of attraction, I think, is the next one. And the first things they say is the secret was good because it explains the law of attraction. But in the law of attraction is the word action that was left out of the movie. Action is this thing that helps you raise your vibration and and what all of that is, is having faith to push past fear,
1: yeah.
0: right? And fear is the illusion. So the more often you're pushing past the illusion, you're, in, you're automatically gaining clarity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think really faith and not asking how, those for me like are the, are the two keys, trusting <laughs> and trusting that you are gonna be supported in whatever crazy way you're stepping out there that doesn't make any sense to you. and and just releasing the how the how isn't isn't for us yeah we're asking how we're trying to move ourselves around like from not seeing anything
0: okay so for you then somewhere in there was the desire to awaken to the truth that you were God so the first message you got I mean you even asked the question which is who asked that question right am I God right so you asked the question it
1: all very so like when I was in the shower and I asked that question, it was all very on autopilot. Why did I ask that question? Of course, I it wasn't really coming from me. It was coming from my, my you know, the it was coming through me so that I could hear the answer.
0: And you know? why did they do it in the shower?
1: Well, I know that in the shower, we're just super relaxed. I get the best, the best guidance in the shower. You're
0: not distracted by anything.
1: In the shower, Out,
0: yeah. They get you in the shower or in the middle of the night, right? (laughs) Three in the morning, because you're not (laughs) distracted by driving or texting or watching a video or whatever it is. So yeah. So anyway, so you, you, something in you, which we will say in the Joshua community is this pre-birth intention to finally awaken to who you are. So if you think there's, there's a lot, we have a lot of fun, different uh philosophies about this but just imagine the typical one of reincarnating through thousands of lives getting closer and closer and closer to the life where you'll awaken to the fact that you're god this was the life that it was right and so all of the experiences of your youth were handpicked by you because you would know that you would go through this desperately seeking something then Phil, then you attract phil who's part of this whole contract right And Phil and Phil says with you, I'm going to help awaken you. Actually, every other person in your life, including me, your parents, all of your friends, all of your relatives, everyone you've ever met, all of us have come together to help you awaken, right? So we are here for you to awaken. So you, then you somehow find, or Phil finds John at your garage sale and you have the somehow push past the fear to go to some stranger's house, you know, to do who knows what's gonna happen, get murdered in the backyard, right? And you go in there and ostensibly is to fix Phil's back. So even Phil's back, getting hurt at that time was part of your ascension process. So then you have this, would you consider that your awakening moment?
1: I would consider that the moment when I had full knowing. So before then, when I started channeling, I am, there were always these doubts and you can see that in the book. There were always these doubts. Am I crazy? And is this real? So that moment of, of experiencing full oneness allowed me to know with complete certainty, zero doubts. I will never have a doubt going forward for the rest of my life that I'm crazy and this isn't real. So, So that's what it, it, I think, yeah, it was, but again, I was still, even after that happened, I was still afraid for years to let anyone else know. Yeah. Because I was still so enmeshed in the physical world.
0: Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they think you're crazy. That's the worst. That That's, you know, that's a...
1: That's what my persona, my ego told me is that the that's the worst thing that could ever happen to you. And, you know, when I finally told my parents a week before I published the book, my mom said, well, we always thought you were kind of crazy anyway. I didn't care, you know, and that was the most freeing thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. I was having this fear for, for eight years, <laughs> thinking it was going to be the end of my world, thinking I wouldn't be allowed over for Christmas anymore, All you know, right. and I say, oh, okay, well, whatever, You're you've always been a little weird. Here I thought I was hiding my weird. I wasn't. Everybody's <laughs> yeah because they're in on this too.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so this fear is a fear that you've probably carried with you over other lives where yeah. right, where in our society, being crazy, they send you away. Mm-hmm. And rejection is one of our number one fears, right? Mm-hmm. And loss. So you not so not only do you are you rejected, but you also lose your family. Mm-hmm. And when you actually do anything you're inspired to do, it turns out totally different than what you thought, you know, it t- turns out great. And you feel this exhilaration by pushing past the fear. You want to hear my, my story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So first of all, Joshua came 2013 in August. In August of 2020, we're in Manhattan. We're with a bunch of friends there. We're in this beautiful, you know, condo in the Upper East Side and we had done a Joshua live in the morning. And then we were doing this um, ceremony thing. And it was a psychedelic. So I didn't really know anything about it. I go and do it. I awake, you know, my body passes out, I wake up, and I'm laying on this bubble of little in in space on all this bubbles of turquoise bubbles. And infinite voices are saying through every cell in my body, we love you, we love you, we love you. And I say, I love you, I love you. I I am love, I am love. And I stand up and go, I am love, boom. And it's just unbelievable feeling comes over me, like just everything, right? And then now I'm looking around at all the people who are in the room, there were I think nine people in the room, Eight and, neither, and eight, me and eight other people. And I see them for who they really are. And I scream, I know you. I know you to each one of them. Like I couldn't believe it. They weren't strangers. And one of them's my girlfriend Tracy. And one of them's a couple of them are friends I've known for a while. And then the rest were people I just met that weekend. I knew them intimately, right? And they're all lit up, they're all wearing the same clothes. They're all lit up from within, and they know me and everything I'm saying. Like, as we're talking right now, there's a little bit of confusion about what we're talking. That's just normal human contact with them. There was none of that. They absolutely understood everything I was saying, and I understood them, but they they didn't talk. They didn't need to talk. Right. We knew everything. And then I got this feeling that the whole universe had come together to line up this one moment. And I was Source and Gary at the same time, but it was not Gary awakening to the fact that Gary is love. It was Source awakening to the fact that Source is love. Source is discovering its love. And that was the feeling of it all. And the the room was all lit up in white. And uh, then I got, the absolute knowing of how the whole universe worked yin yang infinity what everything was for and then um i then every life i've ever lived started going like in a bunch of slides but like really fast but starting at an amoeba yeah (laughs) yeah and and that and then that overwhelmed me and so i had to sit down on the couch but i didn't even know there was a couch there so they help me down. Now the whole time the people who are there in the room are freaking out because here I am just being nuts, right? And in me, I just see everything so clearly. So then I sit down on the couch and then I come back to earth, right? So what happens is everyone's looking at me and they're all lit in white and the room's white and then slowly dims and their faces turn from absolute knowing to confusion, back to confusion, right? And we come down, and in the 10 minutes I was gone, the, you know, we're on the 20-something floor, and the whole sky turned black. And right behind me, when I said to them what the thing was about, the lightning just went crazy behind me, and I couldn't remember anything. I was trying to explain it all to them. And then one of my friends, who's from Jamaica, has this inspiration to start speaking to me in tongues. As soon as she does, it all comes back. And I can explain, it was the most visceral experience of my life. And now, and then then what happened is every day for 14 days, I had downloads all night long for 14 days, just radically changed my entire belief system. But this is this crazy moment when you realize that the life you were living before and how we're living in physical reality is not true and then from then well i mean up to that point amazing experiences have happened but since then it's just been one amazing day after another it's unbelievable
1: yeah. <laughs> i really resonate with you saying that this life that we're living is not true and i i so I was, I was sort of activated, right? And knew for sure that I was sourced back in 2013, but was still afraid as a physical being. And so that was interesting for me that this happened for you in August of 2020, because the most amazing thing happened to me, it was right after the new year, a few days after the new year, this year. So very recently, um, my children have always been so difficult to get down, to get down to sleep at yeah. night or four hours and we'll, oh my goodness. And I, I sleep with them to keep them asleep. And it's this thing where I'm just really entrenched in it. And I was given guidance that day about a month ago, um, just see them asleep and then just walk on the beach in mm. in my head, cause I don't live by the beach. Um, <laughs> and so so I did, I, I close my eyes, I just, and now this is at this moment, my son is biting me and my daughter, it's my, so my son's two, my daughter's four and she's jumping on me and screaming as loud as she can. And this, again, goes on for hours. And and so, okay, I close my eyes, we have, the lights are off, my eyes are open though, because I'm trying to protect myself from being attacked. You know? so, so I close my eyes and I see them asleep. And again, I've been working on visualizing up in in universal mind and and sort of the oneness for for months at this point. So I've gotten very, very good at it. I've gotten very, very good at moving energy and all these things that I've been practicing and really stepping into my potential. And so I was able to visualize them. And then I just visualized myself walking on the beach knowing that they were peacefully asleep. Two minutes later, my beautiful (laughs) angelic children were both asleep. Wow. And I was like, what is this bizarre thing? And I walk out of out of their room and go see my husband? And I'm telling Phil about this. And he's like, what, do you think you can do it again? And I'm like, I don't know, I think I could because it was like, it was literally like magic. And I've done it every single night since without fail. It is, and so then, so when I, we go to my, my parents' house, and so that really just showed me, this is all pretend. Yeah. It's all pretend and I can just manipulate it with my mind. And so- Okay, to, let
0: me, let me have a real quick question there. Okay, so you're, you're laying down. Prior to this, they you had this energy of resistance. I wish they would just sleep. I wish it. So victim yeah. energy, right? And now you step into this creator energy and change your energy, and when your energy changes, their energy changes, because they don't have to be there to show you that you're doing it wrong, you know, that yeah. you're being a victim.
1: Yes, yes, and that's it's so it is all pretend, and we are all really living in our own our own worlds that we're creating for ourselves, having right. no no idea of our potential to really radically change them. And same thing. So then, then um you know when when I take them to my parents' house to visit, it's usually an hour to get them into the car, and so this time, I went and I, I stepped out of the room while they were playing with my mom. And I just really imagined them just walking over and asking to have their shoes put on and their coats put on and go to the car when I said it was time. And literally, not only did they, were they excited to go when I said it was time to go and they went and grabbed their shoes, literally. My mother acted completely different. Ah. She, normally she's she's not really helping, but she, acted in a completely different manner we were in the car within i don't know 5 minutes it was so fast and now my my daughter is going through being potty trained and everything and she's often running away from me and that sometimes getting them ready for bed after the bath it takes forever you know like an hour they're running around trying to avoid diapers avoid pajamas and so so now i've just been saying okay well they they love getting getting dressed they love uh, having their diaper changed and then i just sit there close my eyes and just breathe and uh you know it's like 30 seconds they just come up to me it's like you can literally transform your life just by stepping into knowing that you are creating everything around you
0: okay so we intellectually understand that we're god right Then you have an experience, I have an experience, we get to another idea of that. So I've been playing with this idea that like, okay, so last night we are in St. Pete and we're meeting one of our friends there who lives in St. Pete as well, that we've only met online through Zoom and and Joshua. And we're at this great hotel that we're staying in and this great restaurant and patio, we have our dog there. And we have this couple from Kentucky that was talking to us and we have the waitress. So from my perspective here is someone was inspired to build that hotel so that I would be there that night. And someone was inspired to put a restaurant in that hotel, knowing that I would be there tonight and that Tracy was, you know, inspired to, or Tracy's parents were inspired to have her. So she would be born at the right time and be there that night, right? Everything is created. The building was created, the streets were created, the town of St. Pete was created, the whole thing was created for me to have that one night. This is the opposite of what everyone thinks. I just stumbled across this thing. I just got lucky or unlucky or whatever it is. I'm a nobody, I'm not worthy, I'm not everything. Okay, so to go from this level of unworthiness to try and prove it through outside conditions, which is is, is just wasting time to having the perception or the perspective that everything is created for you that everyone in your life came in to serve you mm-hmm. to so that you can awaken right that's unbelievably arrogant sounding but it is magical when you start thinking like that because you then you start to thank the waitress for being born thank the architect for building that building thank tracy's parents for having her you know you start to appreciate how huge this whole thing is right all there to support you 100 <laughs> percent.
1: i love that, and it does you know it does sound it sounds arrogant and it sounds foreign and like when i when i um sometimes say that i channel god i feel like oh are people gonna bounce back but but just really in this last month i've been stepping into this new knowing that they're going to do whatever I know they will do. If right. they if I know that they are going to come with open arms, that's what's going to happen. And then then instead of me repelling them, I can help them awaken. Right. Just by knowing. And it's, it's what you're talking about, gratitude for them being there, you know. Yes. But I feel like that's I, I feel like sort of trying to have gratitude. For things when you don't really feel it is sort of the opposite yeah. and sort of just sort of makes you better and sort of keeps you away from it, which I think is what so, pe- so many people are trying to teach people, right? Just be grateful for everything. But when you haven't worked on your limiting beliefs yet, when you haven't started done, really gone in and done this inner work, it, it makes you question the whole thing. You start saying, but this isn't working. I'm not feeling better, right? And so I think, yeah, just we are all on this beautiful path. And that's what you've really been coming back to this whole interview, which I've just I've just loved every second of this. All the <laughs> we it um, One but- thing I want to
0: leave with I know you got to go, is that we are born, I think, knowing who we truly are. But we don't have any context, right? So we learn that's the wall, that's my parents, whatever it is, right? Then along the way, our parents want to keep us safe. So we learn victimhood and we learn that what dangerous things can happen to us if we don't look both ways and if we don't, you know, hit our heads on the coffee table, that sort of thing. Uh, Then those limiting beliefs cause us to feel that we're imperfect because if we were perfect, we wouldn't have to fear these things and our parents wouldn't yell at us, whatever. Then we go along this Western idea of creating a reality through effort and struggle to make conditions better so that we'll feel better but we never do then we have to go back and say hold on this doesn't work then we get guided to stuff like this then we go on this journey of self-discovery where that's the only thing that matters then we awaken to this idea of who we're of that we're god then we go on this expanded awakening journey and then we realize our soul's purpose the whole time was to help everyone else awaken too
1: That is the yes. Oh my goodness! You know, talk about this was this conversation we've had was designed perfectly for me at this moment in my life. So my endless gratitude, <laughs> Yeah, It was no accident. Crazy. No, no accident. Well, my parents uh,
0: gave birth to me, so I could be here today for you. <laughs>
1: everything is always leading us back home right even yeah. when, when it feels hard and doesn't feel true it is true and the more <laughs> we will so the more we sort of open up to that possibility the more oh, the magic really starts to
0: happen i envision source not really understanding what source is so Source of splits itself apart into into uh infinite Little individual pieces still all connected though, right? Never not connected. It's the illusion of connection. And that as each individual piece goes from this journey of self-discovery, experiencing its own unique life, eventually we'll come to the realization that it is this thing that's split apart and will work to reunify the whole, then the whole will come together again, and then we'll blow apart again. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's it's eternity.
1: About, it's about experiences, it's about source experiencing. And I do, I think that yeah, there's there's this this part of this awakening is everybody is moving towards this this knowing that that we are all going to come together as one again. Right. right. But I think that it's so key to understand that. There's never a destination besides knowing your truth and the end, right? right? And so people think that's the ideal because it's so different than what we have now, right? Being one as source is is the ideal experience in the physical world. And once we get there, then, oh, just peace and harmony. Nope, then it but starts we again. Always, we always want to expand into new experiences. So I right. 100% agree. We will again fracture. Go
0: into another dimension or another There's- level of this.
1: Yeah. And that's okay. And I think it's not until you really start having these experiences of seeing how supported you are, Mm -hmm. that you understand that that's okay. And it's a good thing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's actually what we want. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Erin Worley, W-E-R-L-E-Y.com. Check everything out. How else do people find you generally?
1: Um, Well, actually, I am going to have weareallgod.com up about a week from now, and I am so excited about that because AaronWorley.com was started really out of my limiting beliefs, being afraid to really step into that oneness perspective, and weareallgod is really me living my full truth and saying, this is who we are, this is it, let's let's do this together. Yeah, you
0: live that idea. Weareallgod.com yes that was available i'm sorry that was available
1: i we actually we were guided to buy it in 2018 we had to pay two thousand dollars for it which was a huge amount of money to us back then and uh i have held on to it and uh yeah good so excited also go head to amazon or audible and and pick up a copy of one truth one law it is uh life changing did you, know, you do now, the
0: audio version yourself
1: how, far away, how long you are on your journey yeah. it, really, it just sort of simplifies it all
0: and did you do the audio yourself
1: no I didn't how'd you do it um I hired someone on Upwork and uh-huh. it is glorious it is wonderful I would have loved to have done it myself but with my children the ages they were at the time I I didn't see how it was possible now though I see that I can just call in whatever I need
0: absolutely i'm doing the first book right now um and it's not easy but it's i think there's something about your voice that's really important have you ever listened to or read um jesus my autobiography
1: no i haven't heard of it
0: okay it's it's channeled and she's channeling jesus and jesus explains his whole life and it's It's so right on and fascinating. Oh, that sounds very fascinating. Yeah. It's amazing. Great. All right. Well, we'll do this again because I have a lot of things to share with you and a lot of people to introduce you to. Um, I'm gonna send you an email as well with some stuff too, but it's been great seeing you and uh, I feel like we're connected. Um, So people light up to me the second I read the book, the second I saw your video, you lit up and I'm like, I just got to talk to her. And then this will be the podcast and people will get to know you better.
1: My unending love to you, Gary. I can feel the connection. I feel the truth and I thank you for all the guidance you shared with me today.
0: Absolutely. And thank you all for being here. Um, Remember to check out our other podcast, Joshua Live, where I channel Joshua. And for more information on Joshua, visit theteachingsofjoshua.com. Join our Facebook group, which is Friends of Joshua at on Facebook, right? And then uh, what else we're doing? Oh, we're having a big event in Orlando at the end of uh, February, beginning of March. There's one or two spots available there. If you would like to come to that, email me at garybodley at gmail.com. And we're starting a new boot camp in the middle of March. This will be the last boot camp. So if you want to get in the boot camp, uh, send me an email and we'll talk about that. So until next time, thanks for all being here. Bye! Whoops, hold up. Hold, please. Hold. Yeah, uh, hold.